I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, I think this will go on the Podcast Nick channel, probably. Which, So I guess you know that because that's how found it. That's how. <laughs> and this is my boyfriend, Toby. This is Travis. And I'm Travis. And uh, so if you want to know more about that, that like us, there's a whole nother podcast channel called TNT 5K Rainbow, Toby and Travis. I forget, I forget what it's called, but it's right there in the featured channels, not in my armpit over there. You should scoot over a little bit. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah, okay. And... Um, also, Toby has a channel where he talks about his life. Some of the stuff we'll talk about in this kind of interview. I'm going to interview Toby. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what's happening right now. That's what that's what this is. La, la, la. And he goes la la la. <laughs> okay, so the most of the topics that we'll talk about today is in a po- that is something that I knew about from a podcast he does, but he only does it in German. So, and today we're going to talk about some of those things in English. Which is the fact that Toby has a deep, dark secret. Ooh. He's gay. No, that's not actually. Is that, is that Toby is a trans man. And uh, let me see if I get this straight. So wait, because uh-huh. you haven't said a word yet anyways. I'm just going to talk the whole time. So, okay, we're fine, we're fine. Right. So Toby, so your, well, your podcast is about three years old. Yes. Three and, and a half. That, no, yeah. three. Well, I think we have like another anniversary in December. Yeah. Three years. Three years. So. Almost three years. It's about, oh. yeah. So about three years. Yeah. Next month. Um, mm. And somewhere around then, so right before you started, obviously, you made the decision that you're going to document your transition. Yeah. Right. From being a cute girl to a cute guy. Exactly. Yeah. Now, personally, I found that fascinating. So I met I met Toby. I've only known Toby for like six months, five months, five five months, four, four months, and um, boy, things happen fast. Well, okay, June, so five months. Five months. Yeah. And um, things still happen fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so now I'm at Toby's house in Hamburg, Germany, and I'm from uh, Oregon. And in the summer, I I lived in California for the last five years. And I discovered Toby from a podcast convention called Podstock in June. And I thought he was the bee's knees. I thought he was just great. I mean, just look at this guy. 
It's adorable. <laughs> and I started listening to his podcast, um, basically while I was still on the trip or on my flight home. And then when I got home, and that was interesting. So I listened to some episodes from the end, which is the way he is now. Mm-hmm. And I listened to some, and then I started listening from the beginning, um, where he had a totally different voice and a whole different, everything was ahead of him and and uh, mm-hmm. you know, all the fears and, and questions and everything that go with that. So, but before we get to your life. Yes. I think I'm going to finally let you say something, okay? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious more in general for people that have don't have that much uh, interaction with the LGBT community or um, maybe even less interaction with trans people, whether it's trans women or trans men. Mm-hmm. So obviously your your preferred pronoun is he, him, you're, yeah. you are a guy. Mm-hmm. So how does that generally work out with how many times do people ask you what's your birth name or... Weird question. What's in your pants? So the title of this podcast is called What's in Your Pants? For reasons. <laughs> um, uh, okay, what's, what was the first question? Your birth name. Do you, do you go around mm-hmm. telling people? No, actually, I don't do that. And, um, but I do get a lot of these questions. I mean, um, like what my, what my birth name was. Um... It's called like the dead name, right? So, yeah, you should not dead name trans people by calling them by their dead name. And um, well, I think maybe it's one of the one of the things people really want to know. I think it's just a normal uh, curiosity they have. It's not that they want to harm me or anything. That they're just really curious. But what they don't get by asking me is that uh, that they are digging around in stuff that um, is for me like so long ago and painful and everything else. And I don't even want to hear my dad name anymore. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to because I still have it in some on my on some of my documents or. I don't know, things I just have in all my stuff. So um, That is kind of, yeah, this is, this is maybe starting at the end instead of the beginning, but because you have a YouTube channel, because you have a podcast where you're talking about the whole transition, you do identify yourself as a trans man mm-hmm. yeah. constantly. Yeah, I do not identify as a, as a gay man. I do identify but, as a trans man. So which, I, I am a man, but... Uh, well, that's <laughs> that's pretty difficult. That's why I'm saying this is almost at the end. This is like... <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. Because in uh, in five years, in ten years, yeah, eventually you just want to maybe... And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking out loud, but maybe you want to put everything behind you and move to another city and say, I'm just a dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what usually happens. I mean, I, I had it here now in Hamburg when I moved here, like um, at the beginning of this year, it was the first time in my life where I was um, what what we call like stealth, living stealth. So nobody knows about my past and about the surgeries and about name change or anything. And I even did just apply for a job as a man, like the first time ever. 
Because you have, yeah, because your ID says your name. It yeah. says that you're a male. And yeah, right. So it's nobody's business, but maybe your doctor's. Every doctor. Every, every doctor, doctor you have. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the outings I, I have to go through again Still, and again. Yeah. Again and again. Yeah. And this will never change. Now, f- pharmacy is kind of a gray area where mm-hmm. it depends. <laughs> What I need. If you if you're just buying band-aids and ibuprofen, it's fine. If yeah. There's some other issues. And that's another thing is people have asked me about you of like, well, how far along is he? Is he mm-hmm. post surgery? Is he yeah. anatomically completely a male? And that's where the question comes from, this like what's in your pants? Right. Because this is the most important thing people want to know ever. Like genital, genital, yeah, fixated, yeah. Like doesn't care how old I am or what my name is, but the most important thing is what's in my fucking pants. Am I complete, or am I not? And by complete, it means like the whole gender reassignment surgery procedure. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this with any with a trans woman, it's the same thing. Yeah. People just even if they're. Married and and not on the market, you know, just mm-hmm. cannot even, it's not yeah. even a relationship question or anything. Yeah. People just still want to yeah. know for some reason. And I um, really don't get this kind of, I, I mean, it's, it's totally, it's totally impolite and it's like super, super directly and super straight. This way of asking uh, me as a stranger, what, what my genitals are. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't go around asking, asking some stranger. So, actually, what's your favorite position in bed? Oh, you don't? That's I, I do that straight away. Mm. I'm like instantly, I'm like, so are you more of a submissive? Mm. No, you don't. No, me neither. So I don't know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how else to compare. How, this how big is of. your dick? How? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Because like, so if if someone lost their penis in an accident, mm-hmm. horrible situation. Yeah. They wouldn't go like, oh, hi, my name's Steve, and I, I don't have a dick because mm-hmm. of right. a hunting accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, but if you're trans, this is, this is um, the question. It has yeah. to be. So I, I, don't, I don't get it. I just don't. Um, and it makes me, uh, sometimes it really makes me kind of sad. Um, because I know where this question is heading to. It, it is this thing with, are you complete or are you not? So if I if I don't undergo like the reassignment surgery like you, the whole you're not like, done plastic yeah then I'm not complete then I'm not a male so that yeah so okay so, so this is something I wanted to talk about which is when did you when did you when did it become clear to you or or did you make a conscious choice did you always since since you were a baby figure you were a man and then somehow uh, like oh something's something's wrong. Or, or oh, it's, it's, how did that happen? It's even it's even nice that you say uh, words like choice. Uh, that's also one of the um, what you call like prejudices people have. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's like with being gay or being tra- trans. One day you wake up and you make the decision to become this or that. Um, that's not how it works actually. <laughs> so I was not waking up one day. Tada! Oh, I wanted to have a penis. No. Um, but I knew that I was trans when I was 33 years old. It was in June uh, 2016 when I realized that now I 
had a word for all my feelings, for what I ever thought was not right with me. And well, looking looking back, um, and uh, the the gender therapy made me think about a lot of things that happened in my life. Yeah. Um, of course, I know that I was born this way. So I wanted to be a boy from when I was a little kid on. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I know that now. And I know that there were like so many situations and things that happened in my life. So, so many, so many stuff where, where I now can look back on and be like, okay, so now I get it. Now I understand um, what the whole thing was about. But there was just like no, there was no room for my for my whole expression of feeling. I know I know that um, back then I I said to my mother once that I wanted to be a boy, but back in the eighties there wasn't even a word like transgender. Just like good for you, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So bad. Well, you're a girl. Bye. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a tomboy. <clears throat> And there were like no no articles, no no newspaper stuff, no no nothing. Other than that. Yeah, like education on yeah. No, it wasn't a part of pop culture really. Mm -hmm. If anything, it was hidden that that yeah. maybe in the big existed. cities. Yeah, and even if if there was a topic like oh someone might be transgender, it was all like it was always mixed up like with the uh, travesty. Yeah, transvestites. Yeah, like cross-dressing. Yeah, like like this whole yeah. thing, and it was always re um, referred to to men who wear women's clothes. Yeah, because like nine times out of ten, it probably yeah. still is. So it was n never the other way around that there always yeah. was a girl who wanted to be a boy. Yeah, there's cases in history, but yeah, not of many. course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I think w when people say choice, people are probably more talking about that because there are choices along the way like do i choose surgery or not because there do are a I, lot of choices do i choose surgery a or surgery b yeah uh, do i yeah do i just do i just keep this a secret do i out myself yeah. in front of colleagues um I family mean, I, I was on the whole road of of decisions and i thought about everything um for for a really long time and of course living living my life as a as a female young woman would have been way more easier of course yeah as n no doubt about that but in the moment i realized that i'm trans i knew i had to take like the the smallest chance there was to be to be happy to become happy and to become the person I always wanted to be, to become the man I was seeing in the mirror like every day for so many years. And what did that mean three or four years ago when you first, so you decided, not decided, you realized, mm -hmm. um, but then did you, did you instantly know, okay, I'm going to get on testosterone, I'm going to do all these surgeries, I'm going to... Yeah, it was kind of escalating a bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. You did, but but you yeah. you knew you knew the goal. You knew where you wanted to be. Even yeah, for, first I found out that that I could take like hormones to go on to go yeah, a, hormone HRT, yeah. hormone replacement therapy. Yeah, 
this way. Um, that was the first. And then I found out, oh, there are also surgeries I can do and uh, my insurance in Germany will even pay for that. Uh, so that's great. And I, yeah, I thought through all these different steps and was like, okay, 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 first, first I have to do this and that and, and one day it will lead me to the great big surgeries, which are years ago. That didn't happen all at once. So you started Googling or started to educate yourself in a way. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube was my education. Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, like maybe for 90%. Um, I got it all from other trans YouTubers. Uh, I just Googled FTM because this was a, something I've never heard before. FTM, female to male. So this is like, yeah, they're, they're good. Yeah, the term, yeah, FTM, yeah. 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 And I googled every timeline I could find, like, where, where yeah. people started to get on hormones and are on hormones a few years later and watching their videos and what they thought and what they felt and everything. And with every single video, it was so fucking clear to me that, oh, this is, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly... Uh, what I've been going through all the years. Yeah. So we, we could mention at this point on, on Toby's channel, maybe I'll cut in a second of it here, something. Um, you have a timeline yourself. Yes. Starting with my childhood. Yeah, we could go back for a second. So, uh, well, okay. We don't need to go into so many specifics, but it's different for everyone, I suppose. But even uh, people that realize they're gay when they hit puberty or um, people... You know, everybody that kind of realizes like they don't they don't fit in with 90 percent or 95 percent of the, the human experience that somehow they're maybe a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And and as a kid, that might be very confusing. But you also had these moments. It was just uncomfortable in a, in a locker room or public toilets, perhaps, or yeah. um, which a lot of gay guys could identify with. A lot of people could identify with that, actually, that like something's something's different, something but even if you can't, even if you don't have the term for it, or you don't know exactly, yeah. you can't define it. But something makes you unhappy. Yeah, that is hard to kind of pinpoint. I mean, I grew up with people telling me that I that I looked like a boy, that I do behave like a boy. Um, kids were laughing at me because I looked like a boy. Uh, so it was pretty hard, because every day I was just realizing I'm not a boy. I'm a girl. Yeah. And I, I tried to fit in the best I could, like for over 30 years. We could talk about, yeah, because you did, you tr so <laughs> you tried to be happy, right? Yeah, I tried to so, be a happy girl growing up into a young, independent, wonderful adult woman. Yeah, I tried. You actually tried a few different things. Do you want to go into all that stuff? It's, it's on your timeline too. Like you had a relationship with a woman... You, yeah, that was that was just the thing. So um, I always was uh, was into boys, but they weren't so much into me because I was too, well, too dominant, like too masculine, and, yeah, too masculine, um, too self independent, uh, whatever. Uh, so people in school, I mean, I think it was in high school back then. Um, friends around me started to tell me that I'm a lesbian right. because I looked like one of those <laughs> butch 
<sighs> well, um, yeah. And you thought maybe you were. And I thought, okay, well, maybe this is this is the thing that's not right with me. So yeah, maybe I should try that out. So when I finished school and um, moved to the next big city, I went into the LGBT community. Uh, I went to some uh, parties where I met lesbians. I was also on a lesbian date, uh, and, um, a dating app and stuff like that. And yeah, I think the first two years I felt really comfortable with being in the scene because this was the first time like nobody was looking at me like oh you don't belong here you look different uh, just they're accepting yeah they're welcoming people absolutely yeah. absolutely you know that you you do have interesting you, you can say you've had hetero relationships you've had lesbian relationships as a woman you've had gay relationships yeah. as a man yeah not many people can say that yeah Toby's. yeah like from from all from all the from all the letters like lgbt i had them all yeah. i was a lesbian i was bisexual um now i'm gay and You're trans working so. down the, <laughs> working working down the yeah yeah, all the letters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I tried it all. Yeah, and like uh, later on in my in my uh, late twenties, I had my first relationship with a woman. Um, because it was like all the time when when I thought, oh, okay, this lesbian thing is totally mine's, uh, m mine, nicht mine's. <laughs> Funny. Um, <laughs> then then it happened that I that I had like sex with men again. So, and, and that was always the moment where I was like, oh, maybe I'm bisexual and not a lesbian. So yeah, it was, it was a back and forth so hard for so to, many years. Yeah. yeah. And this lesbian relationship, um, it didn't work out. So I don't, I don't know, but she, she was a great person. We still have good contact to each other. And um, yeah, I really do like her a lot, but it didn't work out for me totally and I didn't know why back then mm -hmm. so it was later when I realized and, and and right after after my relationship um, I was engaged with a guy right after that didn't work out either so we just broke up mm -hmm. yeah how old were you then uh, well that's a good question I think 30 or 31. So a couple of years, yeah. So yeah. it still took you a couple of years to mm -hmm. figure things out. Yeah. Yeah. I um, haven't been in a relationship since uh, 2014. So like for the last five years. Yeah. My my fiancé back then was like the last relationship I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you've, and then you found out like, oh, hey. Yeah. Like I... I think I know. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. It was like, yeah, okay, now I think I know what the, the problem is. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is not about my sexual orientation, it's more about my own gender identity. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What I thought. And then, okay, so then you started Googling, or you watched all the, the mm -hmm. YouTube videos from yeah. all the timelines, and you made some choices of far, like, I'm going to go as far as I can, or I'm going to do this and this, but, but now... Mm -hmm then you also have to make some choices of who are you going to tell? Are you going to just drop everybody you know and move to a different city? Or are you going yeah. to tell your, yeah. your friends and co-workers and all these things? Mm -hmm. how, uh, how was that? Um, uh, 
uh, <laughs> not so funny uh, because I was I was kind of afraid um, to tell them that I'm trans. Mm. It's being trans is is a more complicated outing than being lesbian or being gay. So and there were like people in my life which had gone with me through all of my outings. Like when I found out that I'm a lesbian. Yeah, when I, found I was going to say, oh, in a way I'm you've... Bisexual. Oh, now I'm hetero again. So they were quite used to it. Like me yeah. outing all the time. Um, but this trans thing was something different. Uh, and I... I need to. I need to say this out loud because I, I knew that when I go on hormones and things start to change and I start to change, people need to know what's going on. Um, they can't keep calling you Mrs. No. So-and-so and no. you're old. Well, I mean, you've had your... <laughs> I mean, they can. Yeah. You've been Toby just for a long time. That's one thing maybe we should yeah. just say just for the people <laughs> that don't know you is you've been Toby since you were a teenager. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was a nickname. I, now I it's was your... always Toby She, and then I was like Toby He. Yeah, so. which in German, yeah, in German that's more complicated. In English, we don't like every noun is gendered. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're not just a writer; you're a writer, or you're a female writer. You're not yeah. just a driver; you're a driver, or you're a female driver. So yeah, all these, right. in every sentence, even if you're just Toby Toby, in English it just wouldn't even come up until you say her. Mm -hmm. You know, in the third person. But in German, it's like all the time. Yeah, right. Like yeah. in Spanish. Yeah. If people speak Spanish, it's mm -hmm. the same. Mm -hmm. So at some point, you're just like, you just got to, you need to make that clear. Mm -hmm. Or it hurts a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or just, yeah, all the time. So there's, so how long, jeez. Oh, because you outed yourself many times. Like, yeah. I guess first it was like your foster parents, yeah, your friends. My first ones, yeah. I, I guess so. Yeah, colleagues. Friends. Like when you went to work and you thought... Okay, today I have to tell my colleagues. Whew. How was that? <laughs> hmm. To be honest, I can't really remember what what I said, but I think it was kind of a team meeting. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like the only chance I oh, had. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. To yeah. get all my colleagues, so there were oh, like Jesus. Um, like the two the two colleagues and um, the secretary and. Well, I even think the young young woman who worked with us. Yeah. So we just sat there and I think it was like right after the meeting when I was like, Okay, now listen everybody. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> I have a serious announcement. Oh no. Um so really I, I don't I don't know my exact words, but I think it was something like I'm transsexual, I'm a trans man. I just found this out for myself, so please don't ask me any questions I can't even answer right now. But all I know yeah. is that I'm going to take hormones one day. And before I start with that, and before uh, my voice crack starts, or I grow a beard, or anything like that, I thought it may be a good idea just to tell you what's going on. And, uh, well, of course, well, they were surprised. They were all surprised. I was only working together with uh, women back in the team. Um, we were like five women. So. 
then we were like full women and the men. Um, well, and it was, I don't know, uh, they were just, they were just happy for me. Um, yeah, I can, I can remember that, like, it was, they were all just smiling at me, and it was really heartwarming, and they were giving me hugs and saying, congratulations, mm -hmm. uh, there you go, and... It was pretty soon after that when we decided, it was not only that I had to tell my team, um, but there was like another big meeting with even more colleagues. So it's kind of, it's kind of difficult. I was working for, for a church organization um, and we also have like many other colleagues like in the whole district. Um, and we decided that with the next meeting, where there are like more people, I have to tell them. And right after after that, I have to go to even more colleagues, like wider spread, um, because we had like well, I don't know, like eighty, okay, eighty communities, eighty church. No, yeah. not, not not eighty. No, that's not right. Like fifty fifty church communities in in that area, and um, I was working with I don't know maybe uh, thirty different pastors from church communities. Um, so yeah, they they all knew me, and okay, so we we decided um, me me and my boss with the next meeting. Um, just the other colleagues, I, I tell them, and after that we will see how we will go on with, with all my outings. Because the next thing I wanted to do was the pronoun change. Yeah. Even I wasn't on hormones or anything. Uh, well, <clears throat> okay, so there were like a bunch of people sitting at a large table, and there, many of them were wearing suits because they have like high positions in church. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if they were like conservative. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, we in our northern church we are very uh, liberal. Yeah. So, but yeah. still, it was it was something pretty new. I mean, uh, there were maybe like one or two gay pastors around. Mm -hmm. So, but n no one was was trans even out of this uh, whole church thing. Yeah. So, so I I told them. And uh, I also stated clear that I want a pronoun change, but there was somebody um, like he was the the boss of my boss. I'm mm popst. -hmm. Whatever that is. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he said, "Oh, okay. We we talk about this pronoun thing later on because he he had like." Um, other ideas how to cope with that and how we can like spread the word because he was what is a synode? Synode? I don't know. You're asking me like these crazy <laughs> theological. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, a bigger council. So uh, we we decided. Um, um, I I had to talk with him like under under four eyes, and he was like, okay, so listen. Um, I guess you don't want to go to every single person 
to tell him or her, hey, I'm trans, please now call me he, him, mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, so he said, okay, I, I would take my position and um, I would do whatever I can on the next synod where yeah. I will be together with like mm -hmm. all the pastors, like all, all the head had men from the whole had men and had women from yeah. from the whole area. Like all the elders, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same in yeah. Lutheran, but yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, I I wasn't there. <laughs> I think I would have died in that moment. Um, but 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 he but he told it there like everyone. Yeah. So that everyone in the whole area from now on knew. Okay, so now we have like a new um, like a new worker. Mm -hmm. um, here, <laughs> and this is Toby, and please call him he, him, if you refer to him. And that was it. And you're probably the first person in that whole, yep. count, like in that whole yep. district, yeah, re geographic region. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I guess the best reactions I had with the pastors, I had a good teamwork together with, like, even before my, my outings. When, when I was seeing them the next time, um, because we were planning some projects with kids or teenagers or whatever, um, they were really nice to me. We had, we had nice talks about, about me being trans and... Okay, so no one uh, forgot. No. Yeah. No, no one. Yeah. No one forgot. It okay. was like totally clear. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most people uh, didn't even mention a single word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of them did, and there was there was one pastor, and he studied in Hamburg back then, back in the eighties. So he 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 is pretty old, I guess. He's over fifty now, um, and he was like, you know what? Um, it's funny now that you came out as trans because I knew that right away from first day one when I saw you. Of course, yeah. like of course. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He was like, how? How can you say that you that you didn't know you you were trans? I mean, like when I when I was studying back then, uh, I was sitting there with with other students and we discussed topics like being trans. It was like, oh, really? How nice. Well, the town where I came from, there wasn't even a word for something like that. And you say, well, back then you discussed this topic already with other um, with other people yeah. around you, but. For people that don't know, you live in Hamburg now, but you're not yeah. from Hamburg. No, you're from no, a small no. town where yeah. Yeah. maybe like two gay guys. and Yeah, when I was in high school, there, there was one gay guy and he was the first. And was yeah. all like, oh, have you seen have you seen this guy? He mm -hmm. likes boys. Yeah. So this was really, really a big thing. Yeah. Really was. Yeah. He was the first one who came out just, of my school. Yeah. Just not exposed to Whoa. trans people or yeah, mm -hmm. just nothing no, like no, that. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I I never had a problem at work um with being trans. I never I never had. From day one on there was no problem at all. Every everybody was super fine with that. And your foster father is also a pastor. Yeah. He was okay? Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And my foster mom also. Yeah, they were, they were okay with that. I mean, you were 33. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're growing up, you can do what you want. Like, yeah, of course. Like, okay. And they were like, yeah, okay, if, if that is what makes you happy, then, then go for it. Um, yeah. 
I hope everything will turn out fine for you. Uh, do whatever you want. Um, yeah, but it, it was it was important for me. I think I remember that I asked them if they are really okay with it because yeah. um, although we don't have like the best relationship in the world, um, I stated clear. Listen, I need your support. I can't do this without you saying right now that you're really totally okay with this. Mm -hmm. I can't go this way if you're not okay with it. So. And they, but they, they were. They were, yeah, yeah. totally. Mm. <laughs> Did you ever have an outing that didn't go so great? No? There's not all, a there's single all one, not a single yeah. one, yeah. Even with my friends and, yeah, it was, it was all... It was all totally yeah, okay. That's great. I think one of the funny, funny outings uh, with one of my best friends. I had when I, when I, when I told her and her husband, husband that I'm trans. Um, her first reaction was like, "Oh my God, please don't change your name." I mean, I, I'm used to call you Toby, so please don't call yourself Wolfgang or <laughs> whatever. You're like Toby, Toby works. Yeah. Yeah, Toby is fine. So please, fine. please don't change that. I was like, of course not. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that because I know that many trans people have like really big problems with outings, especially um, yeah regarding the family. I think it's it's 2019 or then it was 2016, 2015. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People are used to like, oh, they're gay or lesbian or whatever. In fact, you've done that before, yeah. saying you're lesbian or bi or whatever. Yeah. But trans is still mm -hmm. less common, I mm -hmm. guess. It's just not quite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, what I, <laughs> um, well, I, maybe there's something I can mention. I mean, I, I also have like some contact to my to my birth mom, um, and this outing was maybe the worst. Yeah, at first. So I mean, I I was telling I was telling my mom that I'm trans, and I tried to do that in a way um, that was nice and smooth. And uh, well, as I found out, there are like no no smooth ways to tell your parents that you're trans. So uh, <clears throat> she was she was really angry. She was oh, she was yeah. kind of kind of passive aggressive. I I tried to I tried to get on the topic. Um, by talking about my childhood and by showing her some pictures of me back as a little child. And I was like, well, mom, when you look at these pictures, don't you think I look like a boy? You're like, you're like, so like hint, hint, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to. Yeah, because uh, when we had like uh, fushing. Uh, yeah, carnival. Carnival. So I was this little cowboy with a mustache and... Everything. So yeah, yeah I, I was European I was, Halloween. I was pretty boyish. Yeah. Um, oh, and she was like, um, "Nope, there's nothing I can see on these pictures." And I was like, "Oh God, damn. <laughs> like, no, okay." Many young girls dress up with a mustache. <laughs> no, that's totally fine for me. And he, uh, she has, uh, she has gone through through. Uh, through all the outings as well, like the one that I'm lesbian, mm -hmm. and that I'm heterosexual again, and I'm bisexual. So I, I told her everything. 
She was fine with all those too. Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, she tried to. Yeah, after after being after after not so being into lesbians, she was like, okay, so maybe I can deal with that if my daughter is a lesbian. Um, she thought that she would never have grandkids. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but yeah, she was she was okay with it. Um, okay, so and then I tried to tell her, okay, so listen. And I think I said, I'm not quite sure, but I think I am trans. And then I needed to explain this in like two or three sentences. What does that mean, this trans thing? Yeah. Um, because in my hometown, we have one, we have one person. Everybody knows who is trans. Uh, it's a trans woman. And uh, she's known for being like, Really colorful and um, like flamboyant. Uh, yeah, she's called a Paradiesvogel. Yeah, yeah. flamboyant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's why everybody knows her. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I tried to explain to her. Well, I I think that I'm that that I'm a man, um, and I want to be one, and that I've ever been one. And that was the moment when she was getting kind of passive aggressive. Yeah, she yeah. was she was not even looking at me anymore. Um, she was really quiet, and everything I remember was that she said like maybe two or three times, "No, I don't think so. No, I don't see that. No, mm -hmm. you're not a man." And I said, "Fine. Maybe that's it for now." I would just leave you with that, and then we will see uh, what happens next. Um, and I think it took her a couple of months, a couple of mm -hmm. months, until she until she called me uh, and said she was with her uh, physiotherapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are like like these um, like these jobs wh where you have like more more, more counseling than in other jobs so physio physiotherapists also do counseling now mm -hmm. i found out my mother told me so i was i was with my with my physiotherapist and i was i was telling her that my uh, daughter thinks she is a man yeah and we talked about that and i said really how interesting what did she say <laughs> well she said it's okay and I was like, and yeah, well, and I, well, I, I, I thought, I thought about it a little bit, and um, well, yeah, I think I'm okay with it now. <laughs> and I said, oh my god, your physiotherapist, yeah, said it. yeah, because you're th <laughs> okay, so fine, fine, <laughs> okay, if if you're fine with that, your physiotherapist is fine with that, okay, so then. Well, we, we can go on talking then. I mean, okay, fine. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Were you already podcasting at this point? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just started. That was like that yeah. was like kind of at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> wow, yeah. it, is, it is crazy. You documented you documented all of that. Yeah, right away, like from the beginning. Yeah, and and like me and my podcast partner, we we had no idea where this whole podcast will lead to. I mean, we had like this idea. Oh, uh, so um, 
I'm trans, I'm just starting the whole thing. He was a podcaster right away. I mean, he had like several podcasts before and he thought, oh, well, maybe this is kind of a niche. Yeah. We couldn't find anything um, that is like... It's like as it's happening. Yeah. yeah like from person. from day one on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, there, nothing nothing has happened before. I was just really starting with with my outings and stuff. Yeah, and this was like the first thing, and we said, well, uh, we would just start podcasting um, and see how long it will it will work and what we will talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's all it's all. You have, you have a great co-host. Yeran, mm -hmm. he's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, he is. And you, yeah, you guys, this is off topic, but you guys get feedback all the time, like that he can control your this energy bundle <laughs> <laughs> that is Toby. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it is, it's, you guys are a great team. Like it's a great kind of balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so our podcast, our podcast turned into turned into a nice mix of uh, following me through my transition. Lots of penis jokes mm -hmm. uh lots of educational stuff by the way for other cis people out there do we have to explain cis not in english okay great well not to people i know like, <laughs> <laughs> cis means you're you you identify with the gender you were born with yeah. basically yeah. yeah yeah right so you can be cis male gay mm -hmm. but yeah yeah right yeah i'm trans you're not That's right, I'm cis. Do, do, do. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez, you want me to be trans? <laughs> well Then I'd be a trans woman and you'd you'd have to you'd be like hetero again. Or you'd Yeah, so me. yeah, so I'm <laughs> no, that's oh whoa. <laughs> well I'm I'm not into women, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you glad, asked. I, I'm glad you're not trans. Alright. Good. I, I'm I'm into guys. I'm gay. Mm -hmm. That was like the second thing after after I I had kind of my gender identity fixed, and I think it took me about maybe maybe nine months, maybe a year. Now it it was not it was not it was not a year, but almost after after I I felt more comfortable and more settled with myself. Like my sexual orientation was then like another thing. I was like, okay, yeah, mm, really. Now, now when I know, okay, I want to be a man, and I am a man, and I feel like one. Um, what is my sexual orientation yeah. like? So, what am I? Yeah. Whom do I like? Mm-hmm. And it was pretty clear that I'm gay. I'm pretty asexual, so whatever. I what? Care. I don't care about anybody. <laughs> so anyways, um, another thing, yeah, so outing, okay, you started the podcast, you started, you did all the outings. It was still a while until you did hormone therapy. It was still yeah. a while. Now, I don't, I don't remember um, the order of, because in... In Germany, it might be different than the yeah, U.S. So we, we might need to like absolutely. talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, I I know you had to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. I think you eighteen months. Eighteen months before what? Eighteen months before even starting anything. Hormones, mm -hmm. even. Mm -hmm. 
Um, or surgery. Yeah, surgery, yeah, surgery. And I think it was like over a year. It was like over a year before I started hormones. Yeah. And that's by law or that's just recommended or, or what? Um, okay, 18 months for surgery. I know that. Yeah. What about hormones? I think... I think there's also some kind of law, maybe maybe six months or ten. I don't, I don't that sounds familiar. Like I remember you saying something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I needed to. Yeah, and what's that therapy like? Six months therapy. Yeah. For, for hormones, eighteen yeah, months therapy for surgery. Yeah, because it's about this um, every day, the ITAX test. Um, you have to. You have to prove that you yeah. that you live your life yeah. already as a man or right. as a woman, and that for for several amount of time. Yeah, that's which like, means what? So it means <laughs> it means like you have to you have to prove that you did your outings, that everybody call you by your preferred pronouns, pronouns yeah. that you use that you use the right bathroom now, like in oh. public. Um, that you wear yeah. that you wear the right clothes according to your gender. Everything. I don't know like how I that. feel about that. Yeah. Well, me neither. Uh, so, so, so in Germany, it's you cannot be a non-binary and get testosterone. Nope. I mean, by law, officially, they yeah. have to lie, basically. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yeah. Therapists yeah. have to have to write like yeah. several essays so that you can get like further descriptions for hormones. Is that like the good often thing? Uh, that's something it's else. Indication. That's yeah. the indica so indication. The, so the therapist yeah. says like, okay, we think Toby is living yeah. his daily life as a guy. He's using the men's toilet. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I needed I needed this um, to get to get on hormones. Yeah. So there was no doctor prescribing me anything without this. Mm -hmm. And then um, there has to be like a second indication for the reassignment surgeries. Um, and what's in Gutachten? I don't even know. It's like a uh, evaluation. It's kind of an evaluation. There's probably some medical term. Hmm. Yeah, I needed I needed two more. Yeah, describe wait descri describe that. So what's a Gutachten? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Um, for my uh, for my name change for for my yeah. legal name change, in Germany uh, you need two evaluations. Two evaluations uh, from people. Uh, you can you can choose them by yourself if you if you choose wisely. Otherwise, the court will tell you to which ones you have to go to. You have to pay. Two doctors? Yeah, they are like... like psychiatrists? They, or? Yeah, they are... They are yeah, some ki yeah, some kind of psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have to pay them uh, on your own. And you, you go to them. They, they don't know you. You make an appointment and you say that you need this kind of valuation uh, for uh, for your name change. And, and you need it... Uh, further along the way for your surgeries and whatever you you just constantly need this yeah so um they don't know you yeah 
but they have like a bunch of questions. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Uh, when 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 they are finished, and after afterwards, you get like one one copy for yourself. It takes like several months to to you to you get this, and one goes directly to your gender therapist. And when I got this, I think every every single one was between ten and fifteen pages long. And most of it, this is what what also the trans community says. Most of this is all, it's like it's like copy paste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like all the same for, because... for every everyone. And yeah. they ask you really um, intimate questions, not even about childhood and. Um, in school, whatever. So, I remember like uh, that one of this uh, doctors called me about my sexual fantasies, and we talked a lot about what I see myself and what I do prefer in bed and everything else. And I had to answer that. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. We do have. Uh, we do have. Um, some black sheep, black sheep's here in Germany, um, and uh, this this valuation thing. Um, yeah, has a bad reputation. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, it seems strange to me. So, so because if you if you if you're going to the wrong person, it can be that they want things from you or ask you questions. Uh, which you don't have to answer, and that, and one things which you don't have to do, but because you are so insecure and you don't know what is right and what is wrong and what you really need to do, they're just doing it. So yeah. some of them want that you drop down your fucking pants. Yeah. For well, what yeah. reason? Yeah. And and if if you identify as gay, then maybe that's harder too because. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, so you like men, huh? But you mm -hmm. want, you know, mm -hmm. like you want to be a man. Yeah. And it just like oh, I can imagine all kinds of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I told you I got married in a Catholic country, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. So, but I, I had good psychiatrists. That they, yeah. Were, they were okay. I've chosen them by myself. Um. Yeah. So I decided to pick like good ones. And then. Around the same time as your therapy, you 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 had to go to self help groups, or you you went to self help groups because you wanted to, or uh, well, uh, to go there is um, it's also recommended. Yeah, um, and my gender therapist also told me that well, it might be a really good idea, um, yeah, to get in touch with people who are the same as me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I found I found one self group, but it was totally clear that um, the whole group was dominated by trans women. And yeah, yeah, there were only a few trans men, and it was not really about helping each other the whole time. It was also more like a political group, um, oh. where they were oh. into into things like discussions and going to events and. Um, fighting for our rights and yeah yeah more more stuff like that and i went there a few times and then i was like okay i i don't even see how this can help me um i found i found more help by watching youtube videos and getting in contact with some of the trans youtubers i i wrote some of them um 
Mm-hmm. I even skyped with a few, and this is what okay. this yeah. is what helped me in more. Germany or also in the states or also where? in the states. Yeah. I also was oh, that's uh, was skyping with some trans YouTuber from from Florida who was moving uh, to another state by then. Yeah, so that was that was more helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, yeah. Um, also, das so lief the, alles ja schon im so this is like right right after your first episode, you. Yeah. Uh, submitted an article to a magazine. Yeah, to the FTM magazine. Is that what they're called, FTM? FTM magazine, yeah, that's what's it called. Yeah, you want to read the article? Is it? I can do that. Yeah, yeah. okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, they had like a, um, a category uh, called, um, well, what was it? Um, you could write letters or... Or open open things to anybody out there, and uh, it was kind of oh, inspiring. Yeah. So, so I just decided just to try and see if if they want to um, to publish my article. So I wrote an open and honest letter to my mom. Dear mom, right now you are losing your daughter. It seems like nothing can ever bring her back again. You are calling her by her birth name so hard, so often on the phone. It hurts, but you don't understand. Although you said, it's okay for me. I mean, the trans thing. I'm okay with that. But maybe you're not. I'm pretty sure you're not okay, because I'm not okay at all. We had such rough times together, and apart our relationship was never an easy one. And now, after all of these years of effort in our connection, in our, well... Let's call it love, although we both know it isn't like it should be. After all, I beg you to let your daughter go. As if I didn't know that you already lost a child. That my brother will never call you mom again. Because long time ago someone planted so much hatred. And what about the other child, which could have been my brother or my sister? I will never know. And I am sure it still hurts because you don't want to talk about it at all. You are losing your daughter and I can't do anything to make this good for you. There is nothing I can say. And I feel so selfish, so ignorant, looking through your sad eyes, right into your broken heart, which I can't mend. I am like the only family you have left and I am so sorry, Mom, really. But you know what? It took me almost 30 years to come back, to return to my natural me that I always was. But somehow I got lost on the way, because there were too many other things going on. Maybe because of your goony boyfriends, which scared the hell out of me. Maybe it was because life isn't just always fair, and we tried so hard, so hard to make it right. Looking at the kindergarten photos makes me smile. The cowboy with a mustache. You asked me if it was your fault that I am... Well, no, it's not, Mom. There were days of laughter, and I truly thank you for just letting the little kid be what she wanted to be. A boy. But I didn't know it back then. I know it now, and I had to tell you the truth. Guess you will never use my new name, huh? All male pronouns. So, no, I'm pretty sure you won't. 
It will always hurt for me, like it will always hurt for you. All of it, everything. I don't blame you. I just suffer with you, Mom. You don't have to be brave anymore. You've been that ever since. It's okay not to be brave. Life still isn't the easy one, neither for you nor for me. I am afraid. I try to keep my head up high, taking deep breaths. You know what helps me a lot? That you said you're okay with that, although you're not. This means the world to me. This is what only a loving mother does to her child. No matter how many sleepless nights she will have. And I pray to God that we have another ten or twenty years to get to know each other. Maybe someday the loss is over. Maybe someday you see that you gained a son, and maybe you will call him Toby. You want to take a break? Mm -mm. No, it's okay. <clears throat> so, and still, three years after that, um, my mom doesn't say Toby. Uh, she she changed to uh, calling me every time my child. That's what she says now, all the time. Mm. So then she has, she hasn't to use any pronoun or anything like that. Yeah, and she's she's uh, trying, she's trying her best. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That was almost three years ago you wrote that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a really long journey since then. Because we don't have so much contact, she she was afraid that everything will happen so fast. Um, and that, I don't know, that maybe, that maybe one day she'll open the door and I will be a man. When is the last time you saw her? Um, last year in August, after my surgeries, she visited me. And sometimes she's asking questions uh, about my transition. Sometimes when we meet, um, she talks about 10 other topics. And right in the moment when I have to leave or when I say that Mm. I wanted to leave soon, uh, then she comes up with this trans thing and asks like 10 questions in five minutes and I try to answer them all as good as I can and with every detail that she wants to have and wants to know about um, that my voice was changing was really hard for her the first time I think now she's getting used to it that my voice is gone and this is like now my whatever transition puberty voice wherever that will go to um, the hardest thing for her was about the surgeries. And she she wanted to know many details, but I think it was also because she's my mother and uh, she really wanted to know that I'm okay um, because I'm her child and she, she wants... She doesn't want me to have pain or anything yeah. like that. When she visited me after the surgeries, it was totally clear that I was not okay and that I was in pain and that I had complications. Um, and she was curious to see the result, but she was also super nervous and super afraid. Yeah. So um, I remember there was this one moment uh, when I could see all her insecurity and I was like okay you know what you just you just stand there right now and I would take off my shirt and you would just look and if you start crying then you just cry and I would take my shirt back on mm-hmm. so we just agreed on that um, and I did that and I think I think she she had more pain in that moment than I did uh, because she just saw what somebody has done 
to the body of her daughter. Yeah. So because my my breasts were away and there were like these big scars and you could see all the bruises and the different colors and bloody things yeah. and uh, that was that was not easy for her. So and she she really needed a moment. She just needed a moment just to just to stare at me, just to stare at my body. And then she and then she came closer and take a look. And then then she was like asking several questions. I also show her like the other scar um, I have of the hysterectomy. Um, that was also pretty important for her to get to know how they how did they take out my organs. And then it was okay, but she, that's, I don't know how to describe that, but she, she didn't want to see it, but she had to, mm -hmm. and for herself, even for herself, because I, I think um, the moment she saw that, for her, it was, it was so real. Yeah. She know, like, okay, this is, this is not a face, this is not a joke. And this is not something that would go away. This is like permanent now. Mm -hmm. This is this is my new me. Yeah. yeah. So that was like last year when they were pretty new. Mm -hmm. Last summer, yeah. sometime. Yeah, the surgeries were in July. Mm -hmm. Now, if we go back a little bit. Before your surgeries, so we were talking about your therapy and your the self-help groups. Mm -hmm. So before, maybe a year before surgery even, there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's like, oh my God. <laughs> so there's like, there's like binders or you'd, you, I don't even know when you started wearing binders, for instance, like you'd, you know, tie your breasts down basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did all of this stuff like for two years. Yeah. Two years. Two years of binding and packing and whatever. Maybe for, for right. people that, that don't know. I don't even, I, I don't think, no, no, I haven't, I haven't a binder left. I just uh, gave them away to other trans men. Yeah, so I, I, I was wearing a binder every day to flatten, to flatten my chest. And there are things which are not recommended to do in a binder, like um, having sex or sports or um, uh, hard working. It's really tight, which it's means it's really tight. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes it's really hard to uh, to breathe in it because, yeah. like your uh, your your ribs can can't um, expand like in the way they want to do. Yeah, your whole upper body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was that was not fun, not at all, not a single day of it. Um, most of the time it was like pure pain, but you get used to the pain because what you see in the mirror right then with your flat chest, um, this is this is what uh, what takes you through every day. So I remember like the first binder I had, and the first day I put it on and put a t-shirt over it. I looked into the mirror and I was just crying. I was just starting to cry. And I didn't even know why. So, it was so... 
it was uh, it was like a new a new kind of um it was some kind of freedom i had in that moment it was like happy crying yeah absolutely absolutely and this and this new feeling this um this new happy feeling of having a flat chest from which i didn't even know that i wanted to feel that way uh, mm. before um it was worth the pain like every day every day yeah that's that's one piece of equipment <laughs> yeah the other one is equipment. the other one is packers which yeah it's like a prosthetic <laughs> bulge and yeah oh god and for people that don't know that could be socks that could be really intricate pinoidin yeah pinoidin which yeah. you probably can't show on youtube no yeah, maybe not i would can but we don't want to risk anything in this video yeah but yeah. it's yeah prosthetic prosthetic bulges sometimes there's like a harness sometimes yeah not, it depends there's yeah all i i did all of that there's I a whole industry out it. there yeah and i ordered it all mm -hmm. whatever i could yeah i tried to and you review them yeah. on your uh podcast sometimes yeah and, yeah i talk about these prosthetics no some of them is. crack and make noises and yeah <laughs> the cracking pain uh -huh. <laughs> um yeah. and that was all yeah so so you still wear packers when you leave the house yeah yeah most of the times um although um like now three three years from that on um I don't know where this leads to, but uh, for now, I, it seems like I'm going back um, because prosthetics are also, they are pretty annoying. Um, they never do what you want them to do. Uh, <laughs> we have some good stories. <laughs> yes, of course, losing them in public toilets. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh no, my penis is gone. That's great. So and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's different. I mean, uh, your dick is attached to your body. So be thankful for that. Sure. That's a great feature. I never thought about it. Have an attached penis. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's... Uh, most, most of the time, prosthetics are, for me, complicated. Because um, if you're... Um, if you're sweating... Sweating? Sweating. If you're sweating, for example... Or if you move too fast, or move in the wrong direction, or uh, <laughs> whatever. It's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, nowadays, I well, most of the time when I go out now, I just I just pack with socks because it's just the easiest way. It's not that I'm happy about it. Absolutely not, because they are they are not comfortable. Um, they are not as soft <laughs> as some kind of uh, prosthetic thing. But, yeah. Well, I have to I have to go out with with something in my pants. Makes me it makes me feel absolutely insecure and. I don't know. It's it's a weird feeling going going in the outer world without nothing in my pants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just for yourself. Yeah, yeah just even, for myself. Even if no one looks at your crotch, you still it just. I think that 
all the time people are doing that. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, because I'm uh, I'm so fixated. Yeah. No, I, I mean it's kind of interesting. Like yeah. that that's that's kind of a whole topic is, um, well, like passing is a whole topic. Mm -hmm. Like, how would you feel if, in general, you know, if people would mistake you for a woman mm -hmm. just walking by? Uh, or talking to you, especially like in German, where if you say a sentence, it's yeah. male or female. Yeah. So it's, you know, some people might just not care anyways, but mm. I, like, I don't care if someone would not be, <laughs> <laughs> like, really, you think I'm a woman? I just, you know, move on with my life. But um, I still don't have enough beard so that my, my passing is not on every day, like 100% right. And it, but it also really affects your mood. If oh, yeah, yeah. it's just part of yeah. your identity and it's just mm -hmm. part of your yeah. well-being to yeah. be taken as a man. I mean, in the last, okay, let's say maybe in the last two years, um, I think it's even fair to start from the point of where I already was on hormones. So in the last two years, they maybe have like a handful of times where somebody misgendered me. Um, and the last time it was this summer, And it was like, like a punch in my face. It was like the best, uh, the the best. It was like the worst. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And the person realized the misgendering right afterwards, and and said ten times sorry, but I was done. I was done for the next two days. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just yeah, crashed my whole world. So I don't, I don't want to be misgendered. I want my passing to be every time 100% okay. I think, I think being misgendered for a cis person is, is more funny. It's more like, ah, okay, can happen. Uh, not a big deal. Um, but for trans people, uh, misgendering um, can cause, well, maybe, yeah, like bigger, bigger trouble in, in all your thoughts and feelings yeah because it does kind of it occupies your mind more mm -hmm. so you just yeah. kind of want to yeah. be accepted as a guy mm -hmm. yeah yeah so testosterone yes great stuff i came with you twice to get your shot mm -hmm. and it's a needle this fucking big this big around <laughs> and they shoot like three gallons of liquid into your bum yeah every 10 weeks Yeah. So no so it is actually a needle like this long and it is like this much liquid. Do you do you know how many centa centa cc centiliters? I thousand uh I think 100 milliliters. milliliters. It's a big shot. And they have to do it really slow because it's into your muscle. Yes. And it takes like Up to three minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. And it looks painful. It is painful. Oh, it doesn't feel great? <laughs> no, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> so every every 10 weeks. Yeah. Now, I know in the U.S. there's there's also gels you can rub on daily. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's different doses where you could do the half amount every five weeks or whatever, but not here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> 
That's one thing. The other thing is you also got an estrogen blocker at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I started with testosterone and estrogen blockers. Yeah, because um, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think my my endocrinologist said uh, it's because I'm over thirty. Oh. Um, and because uh, if I also go on hormone blockers, my period. Uh, will drop off faster uh, than without blockers. Um, and I thought, well, maybe it's a good idea if, if like the hormone replacement therapy kicks me right away. So, but that wasn't like the best decision ever. I think I got two shots of hormone blockers um, into my tummy. Mm -hmm. um, and they are also really painful. Mm -hmm. um, and even more uh, because the, the pain lasted longer uh, for days uh, it was like I couldn't move I couldn't stand, I couldn't sit I couldn't go to work and it was getting uh, worse every time I got the shot so okay. after the third one my doctor just said okay maybe we just skip the hormone blockers uh, because it's pretty common that many trans guys yeah. Can't stand the pain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not only because of pain, but also because of other. Oh, okay. Of other things, of other side effects. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, puberty kicked me right in the ass. I was gonna ask. So what? <laughs> so on the podcast, you could kind of your voice changed before you even announced it. Like you yep. secretly, secretly yeah. started your. Yeah, I secretly went on testosterone without. Telling the whole world outside that I was going to. Yeah, but you were like, "Hi guys." <laughs> so <laughs> people started asking uh, if if I if I was sick, um, mm -hmm. if I had some kind of infection, or because it was like instantly yeah. obvious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought yeah. so. Yeah. Um, um, the the doctor said to me after the first shot, "Okay, this would take maybe up to six or eight weeks mm -hmm. until you." can feel anything or until your voice will start yeah. cracking. Yeah. Three days. You're like three How's it going, days. fellas? <laughs> and it was like it was like puberty. Like your voice was cracking and Yeah. And like, and I, Hi, I <laughs> it, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I got and I got um, acne and I was sweating a lot and I was constantly hot all the time and I was so damn hungry. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you talked about eating like bowls of chili. Yeah, like one one kilogram and it was only like only <laughs> only dinner. It was only dinner. So not mentioning the rest of the day. Yeah. I was constantly eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whole pigs. Getting hairs in weird places, maybe? That's um Is that later? Yeah, that started a little bit later, getting getting more hairs. Yeah, like the scruffy whatever. Yeah. Through yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm how how long? Two I'm years. Almost two and a half years. Yeah. yeah, and all I got is some some little fluff over here, some mm. sideburn. Today's November fourteenth. Mm -hmm. August fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Wow. Two years and four months. Mm. Three months. Yeah. Mm. And that's what he looks like. Um, okay, Mr. Hairy Guy. Yeah, now I have more hairs. 
even on my back and on other places. Nobody wants to know. Yeah, I mean, you know, but... <laughs> I don't know anything about this. Um, so the estrogen blockers, yeah. So let's... I'm sure it's a pleasant topic, but let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Period, for having Lovely. a period for a second. Yeah, of course. I'm sure that's super great for guys. Absolutely. Because maybe maybe you have noticed that on... Um, on the men's toilet in the in the uh, closing section, yeah, the stalls, the stalls that there are no trash cans. Actually, I never noticed that because why should you? Why would I ever notice that they're that they're missing? So, but for uh, yeah, but for having a, a period like for over twenty years, then um, well, I was pretty used to having trash cans on toilets because women out there know why. <laughs> We all know that you're not supposed to throw your trash into the toilet. Mm -hmm. So having a period is not the best when when you when you are a trans guy on a man's toilet. Yeah, you just like carry it out to the outside trash and like run yeah, away. where everybody is like washing washing his yeah. hands and yeah, well, that's not super fun at all. Absolutely not. People think you're bleeding to death or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. So there's kind of some trauma and things we might not think about, just kind of like... Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and my, my, my period stopped pretty fast. Um, I think it was like three or four months after my first shot. Mm -hmm. and, oh, then, okay. and then I was period-free and totally happy for maybe one and a half years. Yeah, okay. Was it, was it like that? I mean, um, okay, maybe only, only ten months. Mm -hmm. and then there was just one moment when it came back, yeah. Just from one day to the other. Yeah. And I was uh, more than frustrated. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't handle it in that moment. So, yeah. yeah. I was at a friend's place, I was at his home, um, and I was just crying. Crying and crying and crying, and I just couldn't stop. And there was nothing he could do uh, to help me. So I, I, I just, if I were to tell you before that, that's one of the reasons I got the hysterectomy. Yeah, so should we talk about surgeries? Yay! Yeah, another great topic. So, being trans is so, is so much fun. Ha, yes, of course. So, well, let me tell you. So I remember listening to your podcast. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning, you were considering the options. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple different options, like for for breast removal, for instance. For top surgery. For top surgery. Mm -hmm. And there's like the small incision, which they kind of go in through your nipples, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and at first you're like okay i want to do this and i would never do this you know i would never do like double incision like the big scars which is the big scars mm -hmm. yeah it's called double because it's both sides or also yeah. because they cut around your nipple no it's, like, it's just double because because it's both sides yeah, yeah. whatever but it's big scars mm -hmm. and then there's another variation called like an anchor mm-hmm is that because it goes like this or because it goes all the way? Yeah, on some people they, they make like the double incision cut and then they also have to do like a straight yeah. cut uh, down uh, to get all the tissue out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So as a, as a listener, that was kind of crazy to hear you talk about that and the, your choices at kind of in the beginning and saying things like, I would never do this thing yeah. because I would never want those scars yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then you, you know, as you did research, research on the, um, different types of surgeries, you realized, okay, but to really, to have one surgery where you, the, there's less likelihood that you'd have to go back in and have correctional surgeries mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. um, it was not only about research, it was because of the, of the consultations with the surgeons I right. had that I, okay. that I changed my mind. Yeah. yeah. Because, because I had one surgeon who wanted to do uh, the periareola with me because Small. he said, okay, you're, you're a perfect candidate for that. You don't have so much breast tissue. Uh, we can try to work that out. And he, all he said was, um, there's one thing he can promise that maybe uh, during the surgery, he has to do one more cut um, right, under, right under my nipples. So maybe that I will have like scars that looked uh, like lollipops. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Lollipop scars. That's also um, a common thing. Yeah, so he told me that, and then when I went to this surgeon, the best here in Germany, mm -hmm. I would say that he's the best because uh, most of trans most of the trans guys go to him. He has kind of a kind of a good reputation. He's going to do good work. He um, does a lot. <laughs> yeah, like five guys a week. Yeah, five guys a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, and he, he told me that um, he's really sorry and he's sure that I don't want to hear this, but he wouldn't recommend uh, the periareola at all for me because I'm so skinny mm -hmm. on my upper body. And he said, if, if he does this or if I go with any other surgeon who does this, um, that it will be kind of a guarantee that I have to do a revision yeah, surgery yeah. Yeah. because um, there, there won't be any guarantee that any surgeon can get all the tissue out with right. the first surgery. And he said, if, if, you can, if, you can, if you can feel your ribs and everything, you will see every single tissue that doesn't belong mm -hmm. there. And he was kind of begging me to go with double incision just to make sure that I'm just done with one surgery. Um, yeah, and this this whole thinking about and uh, changing my mind, uh, well, it took a long time. Mm -hmm. It took a really long time. And I was, I think most of it, I was, I was just sad because I was super, super sure that I will never ever have the big scars. I just don't want them. I just don't want them at all. Um, and then I made the decision just to go with a surgeon who said double incision is best. Yeah, so I, so I tried to, um, I was standing in the mirror very, of, very often, even before surgery, just trying to imagine what this will look like. Um, and trying to get familiar with the new look I will have one day and try to say goodbye to my breasts because they were totally fine, totally healthy. Everything was okay. There was nothing wrong with them. They were just on the wrong body. 
Um, and the surgeon I went to, he, uh, he also made uh, the hysterectomy in the same surgery. Um, people, uh, people also know that he does this, like two surgeries in, in one. And I decided the full hysterectomy, uh, getting my ovaries out um, and my womb mm -hmm. at the same time through my uh, through my abdomen. Yeah, you, you have a little my... scar right here yeah. Yeah, under your stomach. Yeah, yeah, right. And that was um, <laughs> that was a pretty hard thing for my uh, for my body. Like two surgeries and one. So when I when I woke up. It felt like it felt like some. I I crashed into some big truck or something. So was, uh, everything I knew before about what life will be like after surgery and what the pain will be like and what you can do and what you can't do. Well, maybe it did help a little bit, but when you wake up that day, it's totally different. It's so fucking different. Um, and after that, uh, I had four months mm -hmm. of recovery lying ahead and it was not planned that it took so long. Yeah, I was going to say, so, yeah, there's kind of complications or... Yeah, I had some complications, um, with, with one scar. It was just painful. I was, I was just constantly in so much pain. I couldn't, I couldn't walk or move or anything. <clears throat> Um, I was just laying in bed all the time, trying, trying not to think about what I have done to myself and to my body, not to regret anything. But on some point, I'm pretty sure that I got some post-op depression. Yeah. And I think it's also important just to say these things out loud, because uh, I'm I'm pretty used to see pictures of trans guys being posted up because of several Facebook groups and uh, whatever, where they all try to try to make funny faces or smile into the camera and be like, hey, everything's okay, I'm totally fine, uh, now my new life starts. And, and I'm just looking at these pictures and be like, well, it's not that easy. I mean, for me, it wasn't that way. And there were days when I when I regretted the hysterectomy the most. So I was I was okay with my top surgery, with the result. I was okay with that, um, but the constant pain uh, in my mm -hmm. under down area, whatever, and the bleeding and stuff. It caused some negative psychological yeah. side effects. So yeah. it was like that. <clears throat> yeah. So that was that was maybe like the hardest time I had in my life. Um, so when when people say like being trans is a decision or something like that, it makes me so fucking mad and angry because they have no idea what this whole journey is like. So, of course, this was my decision to undergo these surgeries. But I needed to do that to fit into a society which only exists with two genders. Mm -hmm. And I, I, had the, I had the wish to be in, in one gender where, where I belong. 
I always try to be on the female side. I really tried. I tried so hard, uh, but I never made it. Mm -hmm. I never did. So when I found out I was trans, it was for me so fucking clear that I had to go the whole way just to fit into this male society role. Yeah. So I had to do the surgeries. I had to. Yeah. wasn't Yeah, wasn't a light decision. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, and I lost my nipples. Just by the way. Yeah. So there's scar tissue where the nipples used to be. Yeah. It's not like there's nothing, but it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I lost both of them within within 24 hours. Just plop, plop. They just fell off. So. I know that's that's a thing. Um, many many trans guys uh, in in America also they they don't know about that. Um, I think there are still some kind of different procedures uh, between the United States and Europe. Um, I'm I'm not sure how to. I, I can't explain it in detail. It's just that I, I couldn't see like the whole tissue uh, for the first 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what was under like the whole crust thing and whatever. And after it all slowly fell off, it was totally clear that my that there was that there was no um, there was no circulation of blood anymore. Yeah. So that was pretty. They were not like black dead. So they were, they were, they were, they had, they had a shiny, shiny red tone, and then it was getting lighter and lighter okay. and lighter, yeah, yeah. and it was like white, it was like plain white tissue, mm. and it didn't even hurt when they when they came Just, off. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, now I have the big scars, mm -hmm. and I'm over one year post op, and I'm okay with that, but still. Uh, it's not. It's not something I would go without shirt anywhere. So I wouldn't do that. Being shirtless uh, in in a, at a beach or anywhere else. Me neither. <laughs> but you could. <laughs> we we should also talk about your voice. Yeah, my voice. We'll get all the all the difficult topics out of the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so um, people loved me for my voice, no matter if I was speaking or singing or whatever. And I was singing a lot. Mm -hmm. I was kind of a semi-professional musician. Yeah, and my my voice was the thing I was also proud of the most. If people would ask me, so who are you? Uh, what is special about you? I will, I would always tell them my voice. And losing my voice was the side effect. I was afraid of the most. Although I wanted to, I I wanted to be a man. I knew I had to go through puberty. I knew that my voice would crack at some point. And of course, I wanted that. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I didn't want to lose 
my voice. Yeah, but I did. Faster than I wanted to. Um, and even now, like being on, on hormones for over 20 months, I still don't have the feeling that it has already settled. I still have sometimes in, in the podcast, you can hear it sometimes, that there are still like these, these cracks um, where suddenly I'm like extremely high. So, yeah. There's a, there's a video on your channel or on YouTube someplace on your channel too where you do a du duet with yourself. Where you have you recorded yourself singing a song before testosterone, and then oh, you sang on, at Podstock. It was actually the first time I really saw you. Yeah, at Podstock. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's pretty funny because when when I uh, when I went on hormones, I knew that I had to record as many songs as I could really really fast, uh, so that. I would have like some video documentation, audio, whatever for the rest of my life that would remind me of what my voice sounded like back yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, and the video you're talking about, I recorded this on the third day mm -hmm. after my first shot. And... As I said, on the third day, my voice was starting cracking. When I wanted to re-record parts of the recording the next day, so on day four, I wasn't even able to sing the song again. There were already like some, some little tones. I wasn't able to get them, mm -hmm. like the high ones. They were already gone. And first I thought, oh, well, I'm not just not having a good day. So where we tried the other day. But it was only getting worse. So that's it. Done. Um, and there was no chance for me to record all the things I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Because every song I tried from that on was like, oh, I'm not getting this, not that. Nope. This one doesn't work either. So this was it. So on Podstock this year, I wanted to present something for, for the public audience. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe they might be interested in uh, what my voice sounded like and what it may sound like now if I try to sing, even if it's not like uh, the super best voice in the world. Yeah. And I practiced this a lot at home and it made me cry every time I was practicing. Uh, so I had this one recording, I like the one from... 2017 and then on Podstock um, I did a live duet with this older video and the other people loved it much yeah they read that people liked it <sighs> yeah it's my favorite topic so uh, puberty mm -hmm. how's that going for you <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's put it the other way around. Remember your own puberty? Mm -hmm. What happened to your libido? Nothing else fine. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should ask like the other male listeners out there what their puberty was. It was like. just one big horny blur. Hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Well, it's pretty funny when you're all like... Uh, 
34. Absolutely funny. I was attracted to everything. Moving, not moving, <laughs> persons, objects, everything. Yeah. Everything just literally turned me on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In almost every situation. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's all kinds of little topics we could <laughs> go down. <laughs> like your dating apps. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that that was the main reason I went onto gay dating apps. Because of my higher libido. Actually, so, yeah, how how are you seen in the gay community? Maybe that's an interesting topic. Well, it depends, because the reason for me being there is uh, to find sex dates. Mm-hmm. So, uh, regarding to that, it's not that um, every other gay man out there is like, yay, super cool. I'm totally into that. If you're trans, um, it's more the other way around. So yeah, so there's a limited, yeah, limited opportunities. Yeah. They limited. they don't. M- most of them just don't. Okay, let's say maybe maybe they they accept me. It's more like they tolerate that I'm also on this dating app, but they don't want any further contact. Maybe grab a beer or something. Um, maybe have a talk and maybe be like, oh, it's totally cool that you're trans and oh, I also n- know one or two people at work or wherever who are trans and I know a trans woman, I know a trans guy and yeah, that's totally cool and what you're doing is totally awesome but I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. That's like it turns out most of the time. Yeah, It's more bisexuals who can handle someone like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, it's not the best, let's say. Why? Um, of course, bisexuals uh, don't have such a big problem with my body because they know what my body looks like because they also are into women. But for me, um, I had some sex dates where where I felt it like kind of in between or even before we started to started kissing or something else that they were not totally accepting of my gender identity. They thought I was a woman who was easily to fuck. Yeah. So yeah. There's still just kind of like this, this the yeah. wrong energy, like yeah, yeah. like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And even during during sex, in some in some sex posi- positions, uh, you can you can even tell uh, the way that they touch you, the way they look at you, um, if they if they treat you like a man or not. I know this sounds like totally bizarre, but for me it felt like that. Yeah. You talked about that a lot in your podcast, mm-hmm. so yeah, you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is only just small topic now here in this interview. So yeah, but you mentioned a lot. There's a whole also, before your surgeries of like there, there's just areas that are off limits and that would be ignored and yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just for the trans people out there, for for the community, uh, if if anybody is not accepting your boundaries. 
just let them go. Yeah, you don't have to accept mm -mm. that yeah. mm -mm. or put up no with that. No way. Yeah. Yeah. What's this? I don't even know what this topic is. I don't remember this one. Yeah. Well, I had. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I had kind of um. Oh, how can you call this? Like a um, sexual accident. Uh, <laughs> the condom was lost. I mean, like totally lost. It was like what the guy and me. We were totally freaking out because we, <laughs> we were turning my whole flat upside down to find this fucking condom <laughs> because it was before the surgeries. So, it, being on testosterone is not is not like a Verhütungsmittel. Yeah, uh, uh, <sighs> contraceptive. Yeah. Right. So there was still like a small chance for me to get pregnant. Uh, what was the outcome of this accident? Um, well, first it took some hours, but yeah, we found the condom. It was somewhere, somewhere really, really deep into, uh, in, in, okay, just, okay. <laughs> was not, it was not funny at all. Um, after that, I went to the pharmacy uh, to see if I, if I can, uh, can get like the morning after, is it called morning after the morning, morning after, after pill? pill? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Just to be pretty sure. Um, they couldn't uh, give it to me. Uh, they said I have to call my gynecologist first because, and just because I'm on hormones. So if I wouldn't oh. have been on hormones, they would have gave me the morning after yeah. pill. It's more like this this pill is exclusively for women and mm -hmm. not for trans guys. Uh, and I had in the next in the next days, I think I talked to seven different doctors uh even in hospitals and they were even calling other colleagues and then calling me back by telling me okay uh we we just uh, try to find out if you can get this pill or not by reading a whole gynecologist book yeah it's like really yeah <laughs> it was like totally chaos not common and knowledge yeah absolutely not and um well the outcome was there was no fucking way for me to get this pill. And my gynecologist just said to me, well, I guess you just have to wait for your next period. And I was like, well, actually, I don't have my period that regularly as you can maybe imagine because yeah. I'm on fucking testosterone. Yeah. So you just don't, yeah. You yeah. wait a year. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, well, maybe then, then you have to wait longer. And... Uh, if you have the feeling that uh, something is wrong and there is something growing in you, and I was like, oh, God damn it. Uh. So he he told me, and th this, is, this is the point where I get him down to. It was like, okay, are you telling me if I'm, if I'm getting pregnant right now, the only way um, I can get out of this is an abortion? And he was like, yep. And this sexual accident was the tip of the iceberg I needed 
for the decision to make the hysterectomy. It was just a, it was just on top of everything. I was like, okay, so now I'm fine. Absolutely. I just now know yeah. what I want and what I don't want. Mm -hmm. um, this this insecurity to have like for the rest of my life, um, even to say if I if I one day have a stable relationship and have like one single sex partner, and never have the chance uh, to to have sex without a condom or anything, I was like, no, that's not how I want to live. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want. Um, and when you are trans, it's no option just to make uh, like uh, like a normal steril sterilization. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't do that because if you're if you're trans for the insurance, you have to do the whole thing. Like your organs have to be out. It's not just like cutting the ovaries. You can't just do that. I asked. I asked my surgeon if I can do that. He was like, Yeah, just get your tubes tied. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, no, like, no, no, no. If if you if you are officially trans and your insurance has to pay for this surgery, we have to do the we have to do the whole thing. Weird. So mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, is that because of some old law, some old way of thinking? Or? Well, we had we had older <laughs> laws where it was totally clear that sterilization. Um, was pretty common uh, yeah. for your name change. You, you needed yeah, to yeah, be yeah. sterilized until the late 80s, I think, in Germany yeah. to get your name changed. Which is the next topic I wanted to bring up. I So, mm -hmm. yeah. I know there's all kinds of fun sex stories you could talk about, I'm sure. Oh, yes, I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, it is kind of fun to listen to your podcast and your crazy adventures throughout the years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and your fun times moving to Hamburg and the crazy adventures there. But anyways. Dark room. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially in Germany. I, <laughs> I've heard some crazy shit. <laughs> not just not just from you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, okay, so. My name change. Let's talk about the name change. Yeah. Which I guess is different than in the States also. So there'll, mm -hmm. there'll be some differences mm -hmm. to like if some of our listeners or your viewers, whatever, going through the same thing or mm -hmm. thinking about it. Um, uh, the, the first the first thing um, I could do or I can do here in Germany is to get like a temporarily ID card. Um, is that a bad thing? Yeah. It's like the one I can use. Wait, you have to be um, careful. You have your... Well, I can. Stuff. So, if I get in any kind of um, in any kind of control by the police or anything, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Well, people can freeze it. People are good. people are clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, okay, so, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Here's just a picture and some of my uh, name stuff and address and um, it's we have. An institution in Germany uh, where you can get these these ID cards uh, for for the time in between for the time where your passing is not the best maybe for the time where you are officially trans but not on hormones or anything mm -hmm. um, but you want other people to respect your gender identity and you want them to use the right pronouns and everything 
So this ID card tells in three different languages, in uh, German, English, and in French, how to, um, how to treat somebody like me and what, what I am. You want to read it? You want to read this? Mm-hmm. So, all right, it says, the designated person, that's Toby, is undergoing physical transition from biologically female to male, both the law of the Federal Republic of Germany and the medical and psychological treatment of gender, gender dysphoria require the designated person, that's Toby, to present in public as male. So require, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In addi- because of the, mm-hmm. the transition. In addition to some physical changes, this includes, among other things, wearing male clothes. Oh, wearing male clothes, period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is essential to the process of... Uh, socialization in the desired gender, all authorities and organizations within and outside the Federal Republic of Germany are kindly requested to support this treatment to the maximum extent of their authority and to respect the expressed gender of the bearer. This document is intended as a supplement to existing passports. Mm. So your passport could be in your old name. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It is only valid in combination with a valid ID card. It has been issued by the Deutsche Gesellschaft für Transidentität und Intersexualität. Mm-hmm. Right. So I used this for, well, I think a pretty long time. So if you had some documents with your, with Toby and some doc- documents with uh, Jacqueline, which is which was not yours. Yeah, it was. It was. My <laughs> so you keep saying in your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Jacqueline. <laughs> Jacqueline Schmidt or something. Jacqueline Schmidt, yeah. Then, uh, then yeah. So you could, because that could, you know, that could cause a lot of confusion or even like yeah. fraud yeah. charges or yeah, all of kinds course. of stuff. So yeah. then you have this explaining yeah. like, no, no. It's, yeah. So I, I went on hormones in August uh, 2017 and uh, my name was not legally changed by that time. And my voice was starting cracking and things like that. So, yeah, it was a good idea for, for the whole time. So I, I think I had this over a year. Yeah. Because if you have a passport with a woman's yeah. name and, and maybe you just don't yeah, yeah. sound like that anymore, mm-hmm. then yeah, you could be like, uh, yeah. And for the whole name changing process, uh, I also needed uh, like the validations we, we talked about, like the, the two yeah. different ones. So it was, yeah, the, the court wanted to have them. Um, and, well, after that, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy. You just send in the validations and um, the indication of my psych- yeah. uh, psychological evaluation. Yeah, this other, this other thing. But now, if you needed some letter from your old employer then you would have to tell them like, hey, but could you please use my new name? You have to explain it to every situation. Yeah, I had, I had this yeah. like, like a few months ago. I, I had to um, organize different letters from older employees and none of them knew yeah. that I was trans and that I have a new name now. You have to explain that all, even years later, yes. even a few years yes. after you never... Years later, mm-hmm. Now, if the police wanted to find your old name, how easy is that now, for some reason? Impossible. Yeah, why? Yeah. Um, 
Like your birth certificate. It's impossible because there is none. It's not. So the way I understand it is somewhere is the original, original birth certificate with some handwritten note on it yeah, saying right. his name's now Toby. Yeah. But that but thing, no, no one has ad- access yeah, to that. That thing is like locked away in an archive in a vault in the basement of yeah. maybe the hospital where you were born or whatever. And there's another birth certificate that is that says Toby, male, mm-hmm. and that's the one that's public. Yeah, that's the new one. And that's yeah. the only one. And that's one. the only one that, that any authority could even yeah. get to. So It's like the person I have been uh, for 33 years has never, ever existed. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of creepy. Totally. Kind of. Yeah. Absolutely. Because this is my past, but nothing but nothing is existing anymore. Yeah, but no one, so, the cops can't dead name you just by being assholes or because yeah. they want to. They just don't yeah. have the choice. You're just Toby. Uh, we ha- In one episode, we, we talked about what might happen um, if you, I don't know, if you, if you commit a crime... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then undergo like a uh, name change and everything and what happens then is there is there even a chance that they can get you for the crime and 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 what then will you be like um yeah i wonder uh for what i'd convicted uh, will you be convicted as a as a female or as a male or I don't know about the law situation. I, I yeah. guess would you go if, to a prison for mail? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it will be it will be different um, in, in several countries. But we were joking. I know it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because in in American prisons, there's definitely like trans women in males' prison. Mm. Yeah. So, anyways. So, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, my name. So, uh, you, uh, you, you want to know anything else? Like, okay, we already know that my, my name was Toby since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I, always have, uh, I also have a second name. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, well, this is a great opportunity. Who, who can choose his or her own name? I mean, well, that's fucking great. A- anybody can, but yeah. I know. Uh, no. <laughs> Not. Yeah, maybe in America, but not in Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah, artists that that have like a yeah name. They just and then eventually they make it legal. But even that is in Germany more complicated. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 I, like I know YouTubers that are like that's a great name, and then later on some interview I found out they're like, yeah, I just made it legal, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you assholes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like influencers and YouTubers and stuff. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what's your middle name? Janos. And uh, what does that mean? Uh, well, there, there are several meanings. Um, or where does it come from? It comes from the from the Roman god uh, January. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's also. Um, shown on on ancient coins, like with the god of the two faces. Yeah. Because he is. Gegensätzlichkeiten. Um, yeah, opposite. Yeah, he is the god of the. Like opposites. Of the opposites. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the god. Yeah. It, like it has a face in the back of his head too. Like heaven and earth and yeah. uh, light and Di- darkness. Dichotomies. And, and um, 
Yeah. Um, also, I don't know. I I don't know. Good and evil. I don't know. I don't know. So he's also the god of um, male and female and all this, all these, all these things. Mm -hmm. um, and well, I'm not born in January, but I was supposed to be. I was just late. So that's just another story that my father wanted to call me January. But February. It's not. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Fibroir. Yeah, and then he wanted to call me Jenny, so that would be that be a nice nickname. Um, I found out about the meanings of my of my chosen middle name after I've picked this one. So I was just looking for for a good sound and, and someone I can relate to. I just felt kind of a connection to this name and then I looked for the meaning of the name Janus mm. um, and then it was like, oh, the god with the two faces? Oh, the god of the month January? So, um, although I don't have a relationship to my father, I think this one is a pretty good story. Mm -hmm. Because uh, somehow... I picked kind of a name that he ever wanted for me. Hmm. Yeah. Do you want to say anything else to... What if, what if somebody's just figuring out their trans right now? What advice would you give them? That's a tough one, huh? Um, if somebody finds this out right now, I would say look out for support. Um, if it's not your family, then find friends to talk to. Support is like the one and only. It's key. Yeah. You can't do this without support. So you need people you can open up to and who love you anyways, no matter what happens. That's the most important thing. And all the cis people out there, I think you already gave them advice, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Don't dead name. Don't ask what's in your pants. Nope. Don't be so genital fixated. <laughs> Treat people the way they want to be treated. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. The world is more than two genders. Also, we have more than two genders. Mm -hmm. Humans are the only species on this whole fucking planet who are who are claiming to be like oh only male and female, and everything has to be like totally separated. It's more of a spectrum. Yep. That's what it says on your wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I can just read. <laughs> I, I I just read that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Fine. Kay. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Thanks for watching. That's my boyfriend Toby, and he is a cutie. That's my boyfriend Travis, and he's gay. Oops. I'm gay too, so don't you worry. It's, it's, okay. already, it's already stopped. <laughs>
It's getting sunny in here. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.